are here for a reason. This, 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 this news just in. Go, go, go. We are your news now. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information. Separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are here for a reason. Welcome everyone to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. Glad to see so many of you here for our continued look at the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians. We're going to start off with a worship song in just a moment, but I want to just reiterate a couple things. So I've asked that you read the entire epistle in advance, and it's only six chapters. But part of the reason is this is almost like a self-fulfilling book. It just it keeps answering the question. So we're spending a bit more time in chapter one, and some of them will go a little bit faster, and then we'll spend a little bit time on some of the deeper concepts that are introduced later on in the book. Again, the book is written from jail. Uh, we think it was the first epistle that Paul wrote from being in custody, awaiting trial in Rome. And it's really built into two halves. The first three chapters are who we are in Christ, important to know. And the three remaining chapters are how do we walk in our calling. And I really feel that this uh, this book is the natural progression of our studies. For those of you who have been uh, with Right On Radio uh, in our community for a while, this is just, it just seemed obvious to me that this is where we needed to go uh, with this. And I suggest to you that the Lord has purpose in this, and uh, I'm doing my best to be obedient to God in this calling. So before we uh, go to a worship song, which is a beautiful one this morning, by the way. Well, they all have been, haven't they? Uh, we need more submissions, folks. I need more submissions. I know there's some beautiful voices out there. I'm going to call a couple of you out who have not submitted. First of all, Eric, come on. <laughs> and how about Reb B? Are you here this morning? Oh, yeah. I want to be bold. I want to call some of you out. Uh, please do contribute. Maybe maybe even Angelina would uh, venture that. I know she's in the chat. So anyways, I'm so glad you're here with me. Uh, let me just pray. Father God, you are in heaven, and you are so beyond our measure, so abundant in grace with wisdom of all the ages. There is none like you. There never will be any like you. There can never be any like you. And Father God, I thank you that you have chosen us, predestined from the beginning of time. Lord, that you had us in your mind 
and you really built creation with us in mind. And Father, you talk about your plan even in this chapter, and we're going to discuss that. I pray that the Holy Spirit comes upon me and everyone listening in the audience so that we can understand the true meaning of your living word, which is Jesus Christ. Lord, that it's only by your spirit that we have the understanding that the veil is lifted. It is only by your spirit. Glory to your name as we discover more and more things about you, Father God, as we discover more and more of your intention for us, which is made evident in this very chapter. So, Father God, I pray the blessings upon everyone who hears this broadcast. I pray for the health and provision of everyone, my household and their households. Father God, as you are the provider of all things, and you always have been. Even when we were unbelievers, Father, you are our substance and life itself only is granted by you. So, Father, we thank you that you chose us. We thank you that you've lifted the veil. And, Father, we thank you for the richness of your word and your Holy Spirit that you did not leave us unprepared. Lord, will you bless this time that we have together? And, Lord, bless the reading of your word as we get into it. But first, let us worship together. This was a second entry by one of our favorites. Yes. And for those of you listening, you, you're missing the beauty of this. And, and obviously, I think there's something even more special just hearing uh, and not being distracted by the beautiful sights. So it's a, a blessing. And, you know, but uh, this particular song comes all the way from Hawaii. And man, the background is absolutely stunning, as is the singing and the words in worship to God. Uh, welcome back to Ophira. Compassions they fail not. 
is to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings are mine with ten thousand besides Wow. A couple people beat me to the comment I was going to make uh, in the chat. But, you know, when I listen to that rendition of Great is Thy Faithfulness, obviously the words are true. But I just got the sense of God in heaven listening to that and sensing the purity of heart when she sang that, that is how to worship in Christ. And if you didn't feel that, well, we'll pray for you. And the other comment was, did you hear the music behind the words? God pre pre provided the soundtrack. And he provided perfect background music. The tonality, the frequency, everything. The cadence of it was in lockstep of those words. Because God is God of all creation. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Well, we're going to continue on with this study in Ephesians, and I know some of you might not like that I'm going to read the chapter over and over and over. I won't do this with every chapter, I, I don't think. I, I think some of the chapters we'll be able to get through in, uh, in just even one, one Sunday, but as I said, extra time is being spent in this one. And so I'm going to read the whole thing, and uh, repetition of God's Word is... Uh, a good way to exercise your spiritual muscles and to reinforce the word into your hearts. And that's certainly my prayer for you and I this morning. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing 
in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glory of his grace, with which he favored us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and all insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him. Regarding his plan of the fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth, in him we, are, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will, to the end that we, who were the first to hope in the Christ, would be the praise of his glory." In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of the promise, who is a first installment of our inheritance in regard to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. We're going to get through that whole part. The richness in this is so beautiful, folks. Wait till you see what God, I'm telling you. <laughs> you should be excited right now, just after hearing those words. I'm telling you. Uh, verse 15. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints. Do not cease in giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the boundless greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand 
in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and made him head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so we stopped last time at the uh, the blessings, and we're going to get to those in just a minute. But I just want to, I'm going to ask for some participation in chat, so get your thumbs ready <laughs> if you're on your phone or your, uh, your keyboard at the ready if you're at your computer. Just something I didn't cover in the very first verse. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. In the comments, or in the chat, tell me what you think is an apostle. Part of the fivefold ministry. What is an apostle? What is an apostle? Well, some of you are searching. You don't want to get it wrong. It's okay. Just shoot from the hip. Just shoot from the hip. Tell me what you think an apostle is. It's a relevant question. You'll see. And we covered grace and peace to God our Father and Lord Jesus. And I just want to make another point because this uh, this next section, and it, cover, it mentions it a few times here, the predestination part. Um, well, let me just continue in verse 3 first. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Do you know the significance of just that verse? Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with some spiritual blessings, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. We have the blessings of the very same blessings, and not some of them, but every blessing that is in Christ. Now, I want to be sure to acknowledge that doesn't mean you're going to get blessed by sitting on the right-hand side of 
of the Father. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ is our King. But he does not withhold any spiritual blessings. All of them. This is who we are in, key word, in Christ Jesus. Verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. It's often said, that's so unjust. A lot of people will say this. People who criticize the way of Jesus Christ will say, God's not just. God chooses the winners and the losers. He chooses those who will go to hell and those... No. No. Well, yes and no. You see, first of all, you being made in the image of God have the gift of free choice. God, it's clearly written in the scriptures, does not desire that any would go to hell. But why did evil come into the world? Why would God even allow that? I think my own personal conjecture, how could we truly have free will if there wasn't a choice? Good versus evil. How could we have free will if there was not a choice? Evil had to come into the world. Jesus, God our Father, created the devil. He created the demons. He created these evil spirits to fulfill his purposes. Oh, and we're going to get into the plan. It's coming up. Did you notice the plan? When it says the plan a little bit later on, you're starting to see the plan of God. Now, if God gave you free choice, surely God can have free choice and predestined. Who are you, the atheist, to criticize the faith and say God is cruel and unjust when he gave you a choice? So why could not, why, who are you to say that God would not have a choice? Turn around, turn around your thinking. You're lost and eternity is on the line. I know there's someone listening who needs to hear that. I know it. And, he, and you know what? 
I believe the Bible. I believe the 66 books of the Bible are the word of God. The entire Old Testament points to Jesus Christ. The entire New Testament is of Jesus Christ. Now, if I'm wrong, and let's say I've been fooled, okay, the gospel's a psyop. It's been manipulated by man, and I'm gullible. Okay, let's take that presumption for just one minute. If you're right, and the Bible is wrong, there is no God. If you're right and I'm wrong, well, we have the same destination. It didn't matter. But if I'm right, and this is the word of God, and Jesus Christ really did die on a cross for us, and you're wrong, you're on the wrong side of eternity. Choose wisely, my friend. He gave you free will. Faith comes by hearing, and then it's a gift. <clears throat> and you cannot see until the veil is removed. There's only one way that the veil is removed. And that is by you making the free will choice to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the only way. So, yeah, God's allowed to choose. He's God. All right. Uh, now, let me just continue on here. Uh, God chose us before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him. How do we become holy and blameless? Well, that's going to be answered in a couple verses from now. And he predestined us to the adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Uh, by the way, you're going to hear that this three times, to the good pleasure of his will. So I want to just start when we're, we're going from basically uh, verses 4, 5, and 6. Uh, and this is not a complete list of the blessings of God. In fact, it falls far short. It's not a complete listing of God's blessings in our lives. But what's really interesting about this epistle is you're going to see the first three verses are the blessings from the Father. And then the next six verses are going to be the blessings from the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we have a couple verses of the blessings of the Holy Spirit. And each one of them, each one of the sections, it's like a bookend, is to the praise of the glory 
of his grace. It ends each blessing. Sec- I, j- I just noticed this, folks, and this was so eye-popping to me. And when when the writer repeats something, you need to pay attention to it. And, you know, this is how I'm learning to read the Bible better and better as, as I study. And I hope you are too. But if something's a repeating thing from God, God is a God of repeating patterns. He does it for a reason. But you need to pay attention. And and this in this case, well, to the praise of the glory of his grace. So we are made purposefully to praise. And, and you can't even praise him until you have his spirit. You just can't do it. But we're covered by his blood. So when the Father sees us, he only sees Christ because we're covered in his blood. You see the richness of what he has done for us. Do you see it? Good saint. So, blessings from the Father. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him. Blessing from the Father. In love, he predestined us to the adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself. Do you know what the word adoption means? It's a transfer of ownership. You were born into this world and you were born into sin. I can assure you that your mother and father did not coach you to tell your first lie. You did it all on your own. But to be adopted is to take the ownership. We are taking a transfer out of the world system and into the kingdom system. And when we're adopted into that kingdom system, the world system, we no longer are under its law. We are no longer a part of it. In fact, you're going to find this out a little bit later on in this chapter, but we're actually called to steward the world and its laws. Well, the church has been asleep for many, many years. And that's part of the reason why we're here, but God predestined that we would be here just like this. Uh, God didn't mess up. He didn't skip a chapter. You know, he, uh, he knew what he was doing when he constructed this plan. So not only are we adopted out of the world system and into the kingdom system, when you're adopted as a son or a daughter, again, bless, this is the blessings from the father. When you're adopted as a son or a daughter, it comes with the full inheritance. 
You're not a foster child. You're not just going into the care of the Lord Jesus Christ. You were adopted with the full inheritance of the blessings that are in the heavenlies. Every blessing that is in the heavenlies. According to the good pleasure of his will. You see the words good pleasure? We are created by him for the good pleasure of his will. And I I personally think that the uh, English language falls so short there in the word good. But if you're a parent, you know the pleasure when you see that miracle of a new life. There is no joy that you have known before becoming a parent that equals it. It's such an incredible thing. There's no worldly pleasure, I should say. If you became born again before then, you probably know an even greater pleasure. But then the significance of a childbirth as a born-again person uh, is even greater than what the world can experience. In fact, I'd say there's really no comparison because you don't know the fullness of the richness to the glory of his pleasure. to the praise of the glory of his grace with which he favored us in the beloved. You're not only adopted, you're favored in the beloved. Actually, I kind of wish I'd studied the word beloved a little bit before here. Uh, That word just jumped out at me. Anyone have a definition of beloved? By the way, how are we doing on the uh, on the apostle thing? That's probably too far back in the chat. Ambassadors of the gospel. Okay, yeah. A teacher of the gospel and someone who disciples others. Yeah, yeah. Someone chosen by God to help people in special times. Yeah. A leader for Christ appointed by God, a follower or believer, a teacher. Well, we'll get we're gonna have to study the fivefold ministry. And uh we'll give you a really good definition of what an apostle is. I'll uh well, I'll give a couple hints. Uh, it's all of those things that were mentioned, of course. Uh, but an apostle is also, it's almost like a governmental figure, an overseer, a church planter. Yeah, we'll go into it. It's, it's, uh, quite an interesting study. It's something that I've been looking at quite a bit in the last year. 
So beginning with the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ, those are the ones from the Father. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. So the first and most important one, obviously, is the redemption by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can there be a greater gift? I can't think of one. According to the riches of his grace. So our inheritance is not only lavished upon us, it's rich. There is no greater wealth than what the kingdom has. And don't forget, it says every blessing from that's in the heavenlies. So the riches of his glory are given to us. And we're lavished with them. Lavished is overflowing. It's over the top. Abundance. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him. So again, these are this is the blessing that we are given through Jesus Christ. And it's actually given by the Father, but this is more specifically from the Lord. In all wisdom and insight. Oh, yes, you did say that, Kimberly. I did say church planter. Sorry, I couldn't read all the comments. Um, I'm just skimming through them. In all wisdom and insight. Well, what is, here's challenge number two for the day. What is wisdom? Just shoot from the hip. Just shoot from the hip. There's, you're going to have the right answer because there's multiple answers. But what is wisdom? I'm just going to park here, folks, just for a moment. And I'm going to wait until I see some things come up in the chat. What is wisdom and insight? We'll even partner them together. Maybe some music. <laughs> Deep understanding, insight on knowledge. Yeah, really good. So I'm going to throw you out uh, what I think wisdom is. And, you know, Holy Spirit, if this is wrong, just erase it from their ears. Don't let them remember it. But I think I'm right. 
on this. If you remember a while back, I encouraged, and, and actually I, I recorded um, all of the Proverbs, and I just did it because I felt like I wanted to do something special to those who support me on, on Patreon uh, through Podbean. You can support me monthly on Patreon, but I just, I don't do, I don't give secret intel. I don't give secret and all. I just don't feel that that's right to do it that way. Uh, people paying for, uh, people just pay for the pleasure uh, and, you know, God is your reward. But I wanted to, by the way, I'm going to make them all public in January. I'm going to put it out so everyone can enjoy those. Um, but I put a strong emphasis on the Proverbs because the Proverbs, as you know, is known as the wisdom of God. So I like to come up with my own definitions and uh, I'm going to start coining a phrase, the, the, the NJV. This is from the, the new Jeff version <laughs> of the, of the Bible. So take it with a grain of salt. It's a joke folks. Um, wisdom is the ability to see the world as God sees it. Wisdom is the ability to see the world as God sees it. New goggles. It's kind of what that's all about. So tell me what you think. Is that, uh, is that a good thing? Oh, thank you, Lee. Thank you so much for that comment. Uh, I'm going to put it on, on the screen. I, the, thank you so much. Jeff, I appreciate especially the Sunday gatherings. They're very powerful and full of truth with humility. I think we all we need a little more humility and empathy for our brothers and sisters. Spot on, man. Spot on, brother. Thank you so much for that. And Sunday, uh, the Sunday show is the one that I truly get joy. I truly feel the Holy Spirit every time I do these, and it's getting more and more dramatic um, in my life. I, I can, and uh, if you're on the prayer call, I shared something. Uh, last night I was with my spiritual father and mother, Walt and Wenny, uh, the people who led me to Christ. And you have to understand that the first time I walked into that church and I shared my testimony, I'm not going to give it here, uh, but I really wanted to walk into the church and call them hypocrites and burn down the building. I walked in there as a disaster. I remember the first time I walked in. So first of all, I had hair quite a bit longer than I have it now. And uh, I was wearing a shirt that was just covered in skulls. <laughs> like, just a good thing to wear to church to make a first impression, right? <laughs> but I walked in and I heard truth like I had never heard it before. So I went back the next Sunday. I went back a third Sunday and I just said, ah, this is it. I can't argue. There's no argument. This is the truth. I accept Christ in my life. And, uh, but last night, uh, a few things happened. And, uh, you know, Walt had, he asked me, he said, do you have fear of giving the word of God? And, you know, I'm almost thinking it's a trick question because 
fear doesn't come from God, right? You're not supposed to, but I had to answer truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fear of the most high, because this is a great responsibility to not only read the word of God publicly, but to make comments on it. It's a great responsibility. And, uh, yeah, there's so many things that came out of that conversation. And there was one that was a real confirmation of something that I've been praying about pretty heavily for the uh, last month. I've shared it a while ago. I, the prayer team probably won't remember, but uh, I hinted at it already today. I'll leave it there. All right, let's get on to this next part. Uh, so on all wisdom and insight, so seeing the world as God sees it, which can only be done by being in him. And he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him. So he made known to us the mystery of his will. And I did a study on, on the mystery, folks. It's a fantastic study. There's a couple things to it, which we're going to talk about here today. And there's tons of verses, particularly in the New Testament, that talk about this mystery. And, uh, and there's a couple points that are made, particularly uh, at the end of, uh, I think, chapter 3 of the Ephesians and stuff like that. But uh, what is the mystery of God? Because there was this great mystery that was hidden from the beginning of time. When you search out this mystery, it was hidden from the very beginning of time, but is made known now to you and to all people. So what is this great mystery? Mystery section one. In the Old Testament, every single page of the Old Testament points to Jesus Christ coming as the Lamb of God for the redemption of our sins and to bring us into the heavenlies. But they didn't get it. It was a mystery. They didn't see him coming. It was a mystery. The fallen entities, and pro probably even the good angels, well, they probably did not see the cross coming. The cross was the mystery. If Satan had known the mystery, he certainly would not have crucified Jesus. So that is part of the mystery. Mystery part two. That this was not done just for the chosen people. The mystery 
is that all people would be brought into the fold of God. The invitation is out there for everybody, even the Satanists that watch this uh, and, and try to curse us. It's even, it's even for you. Even you are invited to the party. So the mystery was the cross, and the mystery was that we are coming into the fold. And here's the third part of the mystery that comes up later in the book of Ephesians. Just as a man and a woman, when the two come together in marriage, the two become one flesh. Mystery part three. When we enter into him under his blood, we become that bride and we become the intimacy with God. To a much greater degree than a man and a wife. The intimacy is so much greater. And it's available for you right now. God is a gentleman. And it's not a gender thing. Guys, don't get hung up on this. Don't get hung up. It's not a gender thing. It's not a sex thing. To be the bride of Christ is to be made one with him. So that every blessing can be, can be put on to you. Through Christ Jesus. According to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him, being Christ Jesus. Regarding, verse 10, regarding his plan of the fullness of the times. To bring all things together. In Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. Let me read that again. I want you to get this. <clears throat> Regarding his plan. Well, what's his plan? What is his plan? Of the fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. Oh, that's so good, Kimberly, Katie. I, 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 get, I keep going back to handles. It, I, I got to put this on the screen. This is so good. A three-chord strand is not easily broken. You, girl, are walking in the spirit today. <laughs> Blessings upon you. And thank you for uh, joining as a moderator as well. Thank you. Uh, Misty River has been... 
and Missy River, of course, I just, just have so much love for you, uh, your service, your dedication. I just didn't want the burden to be only on you. Uh, you might need a day off once in a while. And so thank you, Kimberly, for joining in. Um, so what is his plan of the fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth? Well, First of all, his plan, when he predestined us before the very beginning of the world, I'm going to suggest to you that we, being created in his image, are separate from all other creation. We're separate from the angels, we're separate from the rocks, from the seas, from the birds, of the air, from the crawling things. We are separate. And we are put here on earth as a connecting rod to connect earth and heaven. Only we can do it. Only we can do it. And all we have to do is choose. He gave you that choice, remember? So if we're the connecting rod, if we're the connection between this realm and the next realm, or sorry, the realm above that, let's skip by the second for a moment. Uh, we'll discuss that. I can't go down that rabbit hole today. Uh, but there's a second heaven and a third heaven. The third heaven is where God lives. We're in the first heaven. Different dimensions, folks. Um if we are the connecting rod, and by the way, it's praying in the spirit that goes right through that second heaven, right into the throne room. But what is his plan? Okay, let, let me, question number three for the day. Sorry, I'm having some fun with this and because we're only going one or two more scriptures. Um, I'm not going to keep it long. I'm trying to keep these about an hour long. Um, what is his plan? And I'm not going to wait too long because none of you going to get the answer that I have. But I just want you to try. Come on, try. Shoot real quick. Uh, thank you, Tippy. Thank you for that. Um, okay, I'll read a comment while I'm waiting for someone to put in what the plan is. Amen, that used to be me, following Satan. Praise God, I'm free, but still loving every lost soul. Jesus Christ is the victor, not Satan. Oh, how my Jesus loves you, and so do I. Reb, that is the heart of the Father. That is the heart of God in you. God bless you for that. His plan is to restore what Adam had lost. You are exactly spot on, but I, you're exactly spot on. But I want to take it and just give you a little bit of a different context. So what did Adam lose? Well, Adam lost that uh, connection with God. He was kicked out of the garden. But this word plan, if you do a deep dive on it, and I have, 
as you know, I studied the word really with the filter of stewardship for a couple decades. And this word plan here actually means household management, stewardship. So his plan is that we, being the connecting rods between heaven and earth, would steward the earth as it is in heaven. Now, do you see why we're called to be holy and set apart? We are called, according to his plan, to steward the earth as it is in heaven. Man, I I feel his presence upon me today, folks. I, I really do. I just feel the joy of the Lord today. Thank you, Lord. His plan of the fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and the earth. So all things are called to be brought together in Christ because everything is meant to be under his care and under his stewardship. So, how do we fight against our enemy? How do we overcome it? Well, we overcome it through Jesus. But it's by the power of his word and our testimony. It's that simple. The power of his word, understanding his word, acting out his word. Jesus came here, lived here for 33 years to give us an example of how we can live. We're all going to fall short of it, folks, in this fallen first-dimensional world that we're in. We're all falling short of it. But he gave us every tool that we need so we can do it. We just unfortunately choose to sin still. Shameful. In him... Continuing with the blessings of Jesus, we also have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things in accordance with the plan of his will, to the end that we were the first to hope in the Christ would be the praise of his glory. So that are those are some of the blessings of Jesus Christ. Now to the blessings of the Holy Spirit. In him you also after listening to the message of truth the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of the promise. So God came up with this plan 
we fell. He sent the mystery of God, Lord Jesus Christ, to, to redeem that plan, to redeem us into his plan and into the inheritance. And after being brought into that brideship, after accepting him, being infilled with the Holy Spirit, we are brought in oneness with him and we receive the promise, which is the Holy Spirit. And I want you to get this, this part here. This is so good. We were the first to the praise of the glory, um, the gospel of salvation. You were believed and you were sealed. So if we're sealed by God, who can break the seal? Well, the demons can't do it. Satan can't do it. God could do it, but God won't do it unless you choose. And there's only two ways that I know of that you can break this seal. That is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. And I think, I think I have revelation on that. Um, that isn't, uh, some people will be very, very hard and say, well, if you sin after you have, like if you did one of the, broke one of the Ten Commandments, you've blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that, folks, because, you know, we have passions, we have emotion, and there, there's crimes of passion that have happened um, from people, and they've been born again, and then they choose to be born. They made a bad mistake, an error in judgment, uh, an emotional thing. It happens, folks. Um, I don't think that that is it. So what I've, you know, if I've learned anything in the last two years, and this is how I've come to this opinion, and it's that it's only that. But I think the only way to blaspheme the Holy Spirit is, you know, many Satanists will become born again. And God has to honor his word. God cannot say, okay, you're not doing it with the right intent, because they do it with the right intention. They intend to be born again so they can use God's word against him. But God has to be true to his word so god allows it to happen but then when they get filled with the spirit to only to try to use it against god i believe that that is the blaspheming of the holy spirit so that's one way to break the seal that you can choose to do and the other way is in Revelation 13, it's the mark of the beast. If you choose, because food is so important to you, <laughs> that uh, that uh, you're going to bow down and accept the mark. There's no coming back. The scripture's pretty clear about it. So um, I think those are the only ways to break the Holy Spirit of the promise. And I'm just going to, end with, uh, with verse 14, who is, so the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. These are the, so we have the blessings of the Father. We have the blessings 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we're talking about the blessings of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, getting the Holy Spirit kind of a big deal, the Holy Spirit being fully God. He's every, the Holy Spirit is every bit God. Prove me wrong. Verse 14, who is a first installment of our inheritance. God gives himself to you as no, no, just a down payment. This is just an installment of what you're going to get. If you've ever felt the power and the joy and the things that we have in the Holy Spirit to any capacity, this is just a down payment. It's an installment on what's to come. How great is our God? Who is the first installment of our inheritance in regard to the redemption of God's own possession. So yes, when you trade, when you ask for his spirit to come into you, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do become his possession. You are not your own anymore. You are not your own anymore. I want you to remember those words. You are not your own anymore. You are God's possession. Let those words sink in. Repeat them to yourself. Pray on them. Because you'll live life differently. In accordance to the praise of his glory. Amen. Um, let me just look at the rest of the chapter. I'm going to, I'm going to end there. Um, I'm going to be bold and say that we will finish chapter one on the next Sunday that we do this. And let me just make an announcement here. Um, as I think everyone here knows, I'm going to be speaking in Dallas next week. The Lord has given me a message and uh, there's going to be some there that are going to hate me <laughs> with this message. I'm just telling you, and I've, I'm going to have joy in giving it because I'm going to be giving the truth, the truth of his war, word according to his plan and his glory. Um, so I'm going to make every effort to record another, uh, to pre-record next Sunday. Um, listen, I've studied this chapter, uh, you know, for hours and hours already to do this, but before I do another recording, it requires hours and hours. It isn't, it isn't just me coming here and, you know, spouting Then I probably could wing it, but I want to give you my best. I want to give God my best. And so if I am able to, but I have a really, really busy week, uh, if I'm able to, 
I will pre-record next Sunday. Uh, if not, I'll, I want to apologize in advance and we'll pick up the following Sunday. So uh, if you want <laughs> to be here next Sunday, uh, then pray it works, but uh, I don't know. If I don't know. Uh, thank you so much for the for the great comment. And by the way, please do give a comment. And, and I know only a small fraction of you ever hit the like button. You know, hitting the like button doesn't affect you or anything else. Um, but it really does help the channel a lot. Same with leaving a comment. It uh, it helps the channel. And uh, so believe it or not, so there's some back-end statistics. Um, only about 25% of you who watch actually have hit that notification bell. and Or sometimes the YouTube turns it off for whatever reason. Um, so make sure that you've hit that notification bell and to get notified. Um, I'm going to be putting more ministry stuff here on, uh, and I'm going to be going to the other platforms for more of the Intel type broadcasts and stuff like that. So please make sure to also subscribe to Rumble or Odyssey or Podbean or any of the uh, other ones um, because I'm going to have to utilize them going forward. Um, let me just pray for you. And particularly if there's anyone here who has not uh, accepted Jesus Christ. And I know there are a couple of you, um, probably more than a couple who will watch this because the word of the Lord has been drawing you in. And some of you uh, might even be watching with malicious intent, but the word of God is still drawing you in. And believe it or not, even if you came to watch this with malicious intent to pray against what we're, first of all, it's not going to work. Uh, these broadcasts are well prayed up and uh, and God is our protector and God takes us pretty seriously. So, you know, the efforts are null and void. However, um, God can use your malicious intent, uh, intent for his purposes and his purpose is that you do not go to hell. Eternity is a very long time. If you haven't chosen Christ this day, then just simply transfer ownership. You got. You have to acknowledge, just say a prayer. Say, God, I acknowledge that you came to this earth. You're God. You were sent according to his will. You died on the cross for the, the covering of my sins. You went down. You stole the keys of hell and you're sitting at the right hand of the Father. And pray and ask that the Holy Spirit come into you. And also, ask that the Holy Spirit will minister to you the Word of God. Because the smartest person in the world cannot understand the Word of God. It's only by His Spirit. And God will answer that prayer. Say it with real, real intent. He will answer that prayer, and uh, and myself and all the other believers in this community, we're going to join in prayer for you and pray that someone actually comes to you in the flesh, someone who help disciple you. Because if there's one thing that's missing in this type of a ministry, 
it's that uh, getting together. And and by the way, that's why we're going to be getting together in the new year. That's a promise. And some of you might want to join me in Dallas. If you're in the Dallas area next weekend, I'd love to meet with you. And if you are coming to Dallas, um, send me an email right on Jeff at gmail.com. And uh, not only so I can make sure to meet you, but I, if you're attending the conference, I'm going to bring you a gift as well. Uh, so Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of those that you have brought here into this fold today and whenever anyone is listening to this. Father, I pray for them to continue, that you strengthen them. And Lord, that your message of what you've done for us, the blessings of God that we covered today, and the revealing of the mystery of God and your plan for us, Father God, May you sink your these words, your words, into the hearts and into the very depths of your bride this day and fill them with your joy of the Holy Spirit, despite what anyone is going through, Father God, and there's difficult circumstances out there. But Father, you give us these difficulties so that we can overcome in and through you, Father God. And what a blessing it is when you send these tests our way. <clears throat> it's not so easy to say when we're in the midst of it, Lord, but you have given us everything that we need to overcome. So we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Uh, okay, I, so listen, we got a in the chat, and I'm reading this because, you know, some people will listen to this two days later, but uh, one of our listeners, uh, Suko Kim, has asked, please pray for my brother Tommy, that he will accept Jesus Christ as a Savior. Well, Father God, I pray right now with all of the saints that are here live and all of us in accordance, Lord, when you you promise when two or more are joined, well, there's more than that joined right now. We all pray for Tommy. Have your salvation go forth, God, into Tommy right now. Start bringing those witnesses to him from outside because a prophet is not usually known in their home, Father God, and we know that from your word, but Father God, bring those witnesses into that per into Tommy. Have Tommy's innermost desire start to burble up and prepare him, Lord. Start to pour water, your holy water, on that seed that has been planted in Tommy, Lord. And we ask for his salvation, and we know it will be true in Jesus' name, because this would not have happened unless you had predestined it according to your will and the glory of your plan. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And all the saints said, Amen. Hey, you know what? In the meantime, always remember, love your God first, number one commandment, folks. Love your family Love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community.